You are listening to Team In, a team media podcast brought to you by Welsh Connections. This is Wales. Bangor, Newport, Carmarthen, Rill, Bilf Wells, Norpeth, Aberdare, Porth Madog, Colgrim, Regent, Aber Avron, Wrexham, Merthyr, Neath. This is Wales. Hello and welcome to the latest Welsh Connection show. Today I'm joined by Steve Balsamo, the award-winning singer-songwriter from Wales. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. It's good to see you again. Well, I've been trying to tell you down for ages, but you're a busy oh. man. Well, I'm, not, I'm nearly as busy as you. Yeah, I think you're busier. You're <laughs> everywhere. You're popping up everywhere.
I first sent you a message a while back when we started talking about Baltimore Collins Riley, which is, I guess, the current project because you've yeah. got a phenomenal CD out. Thanks. I was lucky enough to hear the tracks a while back. They're fantastic. How did the whole BCR thing start? Like a lot of projects that are kind of being released right now, um, it started in lockdown. Andy Collins and I have been writing songs for the best part of about 25 years, or I thought. And We've known Pete Riley, and we played some gigs with Pete, uh, some songwriter rounds with Pete. And Pete was in a band called Treehouse. They were signed to Atlantic Records. They toured the States with Hootie and the Blowfish, and whew, loads of people towed the Wet Sprocket, who were one of Andy and my favourite bands, and uh, who else? They, load, loads of people they toured America with. And much like the stories, came really close to to having it all away. And then, you know, things happen, and... But they'd spent a load of time in the States. And Pete is also a good friend of a good friend of mine called Henry Priestman. Henry Priestman was a songwriter and a member of the Christians, as well as releasing songs on his own and writing for loads of other people. Henry's a you know, great songwriter. They did a load of stuff together. So Pete and Andy and myself were always kind of in each other's orbits, but we never kind of tied ourselves down. And Pete did a lot of songwriting with Amy Wodge, who, you know, become like a, one of the biggest songwriters on earth. And they released a couple of records, which were fabulous. And we saw them play a few times. And, you know... We know Amy, so it's quite incestuous in South Wales and people know each other and are generally really supportive of each other, which is great.
So, during lockdown, Andy said, should we get in touch with Pete and see if he wants to do a bit of... It started off, let's just have a little chat, see how everything's going. And Andy's, you know, Andy thinks a long game. He's like, this could be a little project. So we started talking uh, over Zoom every Monday lunchtime. It was a bit like the was it the Tuesday Music Club by Cheryl Crow. This was the Monday lunchtime club. And we um, started throwing some ideas on back and forth on WhatsApp. Because, of course, nobody... It seems like a million years ago now, but nobody could meet each other... Most of us didn't, unless you were part of the various government people. <laughs> um, so we were, you know, adhering to the rules. Few things would go back and forth on Zoom, uh, on WhatsApp, and then we'd meet on on a Monday lunchtime and then shape the ideas. And really quickly, we had a bunch of strong songs. And I love the way Pete sings, and he's a hell of a guitar player. So it, it really came together quick. So when we could get together, we went down to Tim's and, and put five things down and... That's the that's the first EP. My first kiss left me black and blue, but I tried not to show. Who oh, you wore that dress? The sun saw through Was so many years ago As I navigate my way through Whatever this may be I don't know exactly But my heart is flying free I guess the trick is to go Every flow Like the ball upon the sea let the starlight be my compass On the journey back to me Journey back to me Our first dance It felt so true Left a yearning ache inside my soul Guess we have to learn to give before we take And hope will find its way back home 
It's a great EP. I mean, I can remember taking a photograph of the three of you back at the Larn Fringe. Yes. I can't remember what year it was, but it's got to be three, four years ago. Easily. That so was it. I'm claiming credit. I, well, I think you might have got us together, Mike. <laughs> I think it was you with your magic ways. But yeah, that was a great... I love, I love Larn anyway. And for any listeners in other parts of the world, Larn is in South Wales and the poet Dylan Thomas... Uh, wrote a lot of his work there in a little kind of hut, um, a little shed, and he used to and uh, through a lot of and Dylan Thomas is a Welsh poet, um, uh, known as much for his wild wayward ways as his incredible, you know, literary genius. So there's a land festival every year, which is a brilliant, and it's a tiny little village yeah. by the by the sea, and you know, Dylan describes it beautifully, of course, but. Loads of people go there, writers and comics, and, and our friends used to have the tin shed, which was literally a tin shed that they'd made into this beautiful venue. And I think that year, we had to play across the road because the tin, tin shed was closed. It was in some guy's garage who garage. kindly gave up the space. Now, there's another story. I'll, I'll circle back to that fella because he turned up again in my life in a, in a fantastic way. And that's right, we played a song like the round thing, and you were there, and the photo at the end was you, me and Pete... Having a beer, um, Andy, Pete, and myself having a beer with you taking the photo. So yeah, you can take credit. I'm, I am. I'm claiming credit. When I write my biography, autobiography, <laughs> I'm saying I'm the guy who put together Baltimore Collins Riley. Yeah, yeah. Please God, <laughs> it goes massive, and then we can all sue each other and, yeah. and fall out again. But that fell. So going back to that fellow whose garage it was, I made a solo song. I wrote a solo song called "Breaking Apart," and uh, video guy I use a lot. Uh, called Reese Davis from Furball Films, who I love the way he, he makes videos. Like very cinematic, and he's just a, such a dude. He, he had this idea of me being in a, a rowing boat, and and he said, "Do you know anybody with a rowing boat?" I said, "I don't." So I put the word out, and a fella in Lan said, "Oh, I got a boat you can use." I was like, "Oh, brilliant!" So we went to Lan, met this guy, 
And but halfway through the day, and he came with us, and he put the boat out in the on the sea, and he was just you know getting in the water with us, and he was just such a lovely dude. And he he said, "Oh, I, I met you before. You played in my garage. I give you that garage that day." So and I said, "Wow!" And I said, "What are you up to now?" And he said, "Oh, he said I've leased the garage out," and he said, um, "I bought an RV." And I rented out to film companies. So a load of filming is going on in in Wales, and uh, and he said, I it's I've done it out really nice, and I take actors out. And he said, Do you know a guy called, I think his name's Lynn Consuelo. He said. I said, No, I don't know that name. Oh, he's he's pretty big at the moment. Yeah, he's always singing. Terrible, terrible singer. <laughs> I went, well, What's he in then? And he said, Oh, he's in um, his Dark Materials. I said, That's Lynn Manuela. And I said, He. The fellow wrote Hamilton. And I said, he's like the biggest songwriter on earth right now. Oh, he's bloody terrible, he said. <laughs> I said, he's, he's, he's richer than gone right now. He said, oh, I don't care. I said, well, there you go. Hey, tell it's all subjective. It's all it? subjective. Don't tell my daughter who, who's got it on 24-7. Oh, that's the joy of teenagers, see. I'm past <laughs> that. Yeah. It's food, my good luck charm, my answered prayer, my do no harm. Dark day of the soul into my night of light. You are my desert breeze, first taste of wine, my lucky strike in a diamond mine. My wake up call like a whisper through the trees. Where there once was lives on like an echo. Till we try to let go The holiest point is our hearts Put together again from the breaking apart Put together again from the breaking apart Until that final bell If we get lost 
stars find ourselves apart I'll always carry you in my heart I'll leave a light on until you make it home Where there once was lives on like an echo Haunting our lives until we try to How do the songs come together? Keep This Love Alive is a stormer of a track. It really Thanks. knocks you knocks you off your feet. Thanks, Mike. Um, that one, that was to test the water. So, you know, Pete's got his own crew up there and we've got our own crew down there and it was a bit of, bit of mix and match. But we said, look, so with that song, it, came, it was one of the first songs we wrote and we wanted to do the kind of three vocalist trick, the Crosby, Stills and Nash thing. And... Um, put a few harmonies in. So Pete recorded some of his stuff in Liverpool and we did it, finished off in Tim's. I think Pete wanted to see how it sounded, you know, because he's, he's not been with Tim before and we know how great Tim Hamill is in Sonic One Studios in Llangenig. It came out so well. I remember we sent it to Pete by email and as we were driving home, he rang up and he was like, I'm terrible doing a Scouse accent. He was like, this is great, this is great, you know. I was like, yeah. So that's how the, f-. and he was like, oh, and then he had the confidence called, yeah, let's come down yeah. and check it out, you know. Uh, but we're, we're going up uh, this weekend to have a little rehearsal. We, me and Andy. Andy's a massive beetle nut, as I know you are. And any excuse to get up to the pool and and have a beer. And, and I love Liverpool so much. It's just such an it's got such an attitude that city. And of course, music and and football. Although I don't follow football. Well, Andy was pretty excited the other day when Liverpool won. Cause I sent him a message, and it started off as okay. It's only a game. <laughs> and then I asked him my question. Is it only a game? It's not just... Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't understand that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Philistine of football. Don't you ever get lost sometimes Just going through the motions Caught up in a hurricane are we losing our way? White noise through the power lines Communication's broken Unless we both got something to say So what about love? We keep on taking What about us? The breaking into What about us? Keep this love alive. Oh, we gotta keep this love alive. Yeah. Gotta wait till the material just to get to the edit. When this picture on the silver screen is turning blue. Tired of giving your friends most of the credit. Yeah. 
And I know you guys are doing a bit of a tour as well. Well, we're starting to play some live things. We're going to do it much in the same way that we did down at Lan. We're going to have the songwriter and round thing. And that's basically because we haven't had enough time to get together with a band and fully rehearse it and all of that. That's, so we're going to do a little stopgap thing. We've got, a couple, got one in London. We've got a, a couple up north. And we're going to do something down here. And I think come next year, then we're going to, we're going to put a little band together. Because we've got between... Pete's solo stuff, Treehouse stuff, Andy and my solo stuff, and the story stuff. We got tons of really good songs. And there's e- we were even tying with, do we re-record some of the songs that we've done individually? Pete wrote a song with Edwin McCain, who's a big star in America, who actually sings on uh, Turn This Thing Around. Uh, he had a couple of massive hits, number ones. I'll Be was a big song by Edwin. Fantastic. Pete was part of Edwin's band. They support, Treehouse supported Edwin McCain's band in the States, and then... Pete got on so well with Edwin. They ended up becoming one of the guitarists in the band and singing back in vocals. And they're writing a bunch of stuff with Edwin. And they wrote the song called Shooting Stars. It's Honestly, it's hell of a tune. And Pete's done a version and Edwin released it and ended up in some big film. So, you know, we were thinking, do we record, you know, a couple of story songs, a couple of solo songs, and then put an album together? It would be killer. It would be killer, killer, killer album. Yeah, I'm getting excited already. Yeah, you know, it might be, might be a thing to do as a stopgap while we write and, and record a, an album proper, if you like. Three days and I'm lost at sea I don't know what's coming over me Feel like a man sailing off the edge of the world I gave my heart, took a chance Another victim of circumstance But I guess that's the way the things unfurl Sometimes we all fall Trying to make it to the other side Yes, we all fall down And we all cry Trying hard not to make a sound But it's time to cry out loud Gotta turn this thing around 
trick The more I learn, the less I understand yeah. It don't matter win or lose Cause do we really think we get to choose? It's all in the dealer's slide ahead Sometimes we all fall Trying to make it to the other side One thing that I think everybody's picked up on lately is the huge following that Baltimore Collins and Riley has got. You got like your own fan club and your own little Facebook page just run for you. You know, you know we've made it. Yeah, we've we got a little private. You know, you can join it and and we we go on there and we um, we post some little videos and some songs coming up. It feels it feels safer than doing it out into the world. You know, because sometimes. Yeah, it just feels... It's a lovely little space, and I think we've got about 300 and something members now, and it's it's lovely. But it's so, growing all the time It's growing well, all the time, it? and yes, it's, it's it's a place where we can go and talk pretty freely about music and anything that's on our minds, really. So if you want to come, just come and join it, and there's links on all our all our social media stuff to... You'll find it. And is it Anne? Anne runs it? She, Anne runs she does it. a great job. She's fabulous. Anne was a big fan of the stories before. She looks after Alistair Griffin, who, who's... Uh, he had a couple of hits back in the day, and I think he came from the Fame Academy thing. I think Alistair was on. Was he on the Fame Academy? I think so. I think so. Yeah. He's a great songwriter. He's just released a, a bunch of songs he wrote with Robin Gibb, which are beautiful, actually. You know, the Gibb brothers are one of my, you know, they're all heroes, really. All of that. Just brilliant songwriting. So, yeah, so Anne's involved with that. So she came to us and said, hey, do you want to run this little car? We're like, yeah, let's give it a whirl, see what happens. But it's a fun place to, to go and post stuff and, and, you know, try stuff out. And it's really friendly as well. I it mean, is. I, I do love all the interaction because you guys are really active on it as well. Yeah, and yeah, because we love that 
we love interacting with people anyway. In fact, we, we went to see, um, last night we popped up to the new theatre in Cardiff to see Danny Baker and Bob Harris do their evening with. And it's just stories upon stories. Just amazing. I love a good story and I love telling a good story, but flip and heck, both of those have got stories for miles. And uh, Bob said, oh, you know, Steve's, and he's in a crowd here from, from the stories. And there was a big cheer. And I was like, well, you know. And there's the other thing. Do we, I know this is talking about basketball Collins Riley, but do we release the best of the stories? That, that was a question. I think we're a winner. Be, you know, because some of the new Americana bands and the new, the new kind of British scene of country, because it's, it's moved along a lot since we were doing it. And it was still called alt country then. It wasn't even Americana, I don't think. But um, so, you know, and some of the new, the new young bucks have never heard of us. And we had some good tunes, man, on those albums. So do we put a, a best of out? Who knows? I think you should. But then, but then would people say, oh, you should do a gig and then we're back into the politics of the old band? And... Yeah, just put the CD out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta try my best to free 
Looking back from when you first started music, I mean, Neath College of Music, all of a sudden you're on the West End, Jesus Christ Superstar. How have things changed from back then to what you're doing now? You know, and I'm talking about the whole social media, the whole circus. It's, I tell you what, in one way it's better and in one way it's not, obviously. It's it's like a double-edged sword. The journey into music for me was... I, all, I was always into writing songs. I was in some local bands here. There was a band called The Faith, a band called After Dark. With a, I talk about Stuart Leary a lot. Stu Leary was, uh, I think he's still writing songs, although I haven't seen him for a long time. He was really into bands like FM. I went to see FM the other day at the Patty Pavilion here in Swansea. Steve Overland, one of the greatest singers in, in rock, one of the greatest singers in any genre. Oh, my God. He, he was... Check him out. FM, Steve Overland, absolute beast. I got to say hello to him and tell him I loved him. Indiscreet, I think, is the, my favourite album oh, by them. I love that it's one. It's a cracking album. But I told him I loved him. He took it. I said, you won't be able to do anything about it. I just love you. And he said, i got a bit of a sore throat. Do you want to sing tonight? I said, no, you're all right. But, um, so Stu was really influenced by that band. And there was a, a Canadian band whose name I've forgotten now. Uh, oh, it nearly came to me. So he was really into songwriting. And Stu got me into songwriting. And said, look, you want to write some songs? and Because and, that one, that's where all the money is. And, you, you know. But it wasn't, it wasn't about that, really. And then I had a drummer friend, still a friend, Steve McCrill, who was really encouraging about my songs, in particular the lyrics, you know. So I, I was like... So those, those couple of guys and the bands, the guys in the band at the time, they were really instrumental in me going, yeah, I'm going to give this a whirl. So the songwriting has always been part of what I wanted to do. And then I got into some theatre stuff. I got into Les Mis when I was about 21, I think, and... Went off for 18 months with that. And it, that was like joining a circus. It was like nothing. I was in Neath College for six months or so, and then I got into the show, and, and I did that. And, and it, it, I realised it wasn't my thing. It was a very different world. It was a very different tribe of, of people who liked that sort of thing, and it really didn't chime with me. Although I love Les Mis to this day. I think it's one of the greatest musicals and some of the greatest songs. And the guy who originated the role, Colm Wilkinson, I got to meet once. Uh, you know, he's just a great singer. Still amazing. And then I got into the West End with Superstar because I, I knew that if I if I got the gig, which was a you know, it was a long shot anyway, but I, but I did manage to do it, then I would have been in front of all the major record companies. And that's exactly what happened. I had the choice of going with Universal, Polydor and Sony and, and Angelo Weber's own company. He had a company called RUG, Really Useful Group, and they had their own. But at the time musicals weren't seen in the same light as they are today you know everybody's act as a it's a very different thing now this i was somebody was telling me the other day that pharrell has been given like a lot you know hundreds of millions of pounds to develop a a musical filmmaking art so you know the the genre has, has got much more kudos than i think than it had when i was and and there was no real overlap in singers and, and and musicals. You'd have Mike, the Michael Balls of the world yeah. who kind of did that and released records and were really successful. But you wouldn't have, um, like, somebody, Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls, who then went into... You know, there was there was no pops. There were some, but they weren't... Not much know, for a crossover. No, yeah. no, but as it is now. So then I, I literally had the pick, and I went, I, I went and signed the Columbia Records, which was a whole education in itself, you know. A, a massive education. And I got the tour of the world, and write songs with some of the best songwriters on planet earth and it was that was an education and i'm still learning 
about songwriting today. I'm, I love working with new artists coming through, especially artists who um, have not much experience in songwriting because they can teach you the most. It's amazing because they've got no kind of formula really. Yeah. And I'm working with a young kid called Mose one time. He's like a like a trap and a rap artist, and I've had to learn what that is and where it came from and 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 the kind of history of it and and that's all I'm listening to is that music now. So expect a a drill record from me next. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> but but honestly, Mike, the the lyrical, you know, all the, the the way the lyrics move and the way they rhyme and the subject matter, it's so free. Yeah. And you know, the it's got its own formula within it, even the kind even the kind of freestyling stuff. But it's it's just been an education, man. And it, and it's I sound like an old idiot trying to get hip, and I'm not. I'm just really interested in in that kind of genre and. You know, it's one of the biggest markets on on earth. So I'm like, why, why is that connecting with the kids now? And what's the, you know, what's that? What what is in that 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 connects so much with with the youngsters? No more time. 
Through, through Mr. Collins, we, we have mentioned him. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling that after, after knowing you and speaking to you that you're more comfortable now in your own, in your own skin and doing your own thing and being your own boss yeah. than you ever were being signed to a major or, or, work, or working for a label. Yeah, I think so. And I think that comes with age. And there was a, an interview with uh, Rick Rubin that I saw the other day. And, there was a, and he said in, in this thing, and I, I posted up on some social stuff, and he was talking about... You have to make music that you love for yourself. You have to. Any art. And he was talking to him, and I was like, my God, I get that now. And I, when I worked with Nick Whitecross, who I mentioned earlier on in another interview, <laughs> I worked with a guy called Nick Whitecross <laughs> and a guy called Martin Tereff. Nick Whitecross used to be in a band called um, Kiss in the Pink. And they, they'd had some, they were very cool, kind of mid-80s, kind of cool, new wavy pop thing. And we're working with that team and and they used to say to me, you're trying to write the Love Me chorus. And I'm like, but but I want them to love me. And they were going, and they were much older than me, probably my, my age now. And I was going, I, I don't get it. And they, they said, you will get it. And we're not trying to be, you know, funny about it, but you've got to write something that, that you love. And I'm in that place. And not that I don't care what people think. Of course I do. But it's much more now about... What am I trying to say in the song? Why am I trying to say it? And I think, you know, and, and let's not get too existential, but the idea that we're all trying to make some sort of mark, right? If you're an artist, trying to make a mark on a paper that, that will live on after we go. But the fact is we're all going to go. And when, when people start to forget who we were, we're, we're, we're gone. And that's going to come to us all. And that realisation is so freeing, not in a maudlin way. It's the idea that, Nothing really matters, really, apart from, and this sounds so hippie, but it's the truth, man, I'm sure it is, right now. And the idea that, for me, if if I'm making something, well, I'm just making it and see what happens. So, yeah, I'm, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin. And I think, as a result, some of the stuff I'm coming through with is much more authentic and much much more real because I'm not chasing the Love Me chorus. Yeah, I love a big chorus because I... I love Def Leppard, and they got the biggest chorus of all. But uh, yeah, it's it's changed. Do you find yourself giving the younger artists who are coming through now that kind of advice? I do, and I again, I sound like an old git, but you know, because I've seen a lot of stuff. I've I've been in a lot of situations with a lot of you know very well respected players and people and famous people, if you like, and 
famous songwriters and all of that. And I've seen a lot of angles and I've seen a lot of sides in in this game, because it is a game after all. Um, and I try to impart some some of this. And some of them are getting it, man. And I think the new the new some of the new people I'm working with are getting it much quicker than some of us old farts. Really. <laughs> I think and whether that's things are speeding up, you know, everything is you know, instantaneous. You can see anything you want anytime. Whether it's that or whether the you know, the new song the new generation are just smarter, I don't know. If you could give the next generation of creative people any advice apart from what we spoke about already what would it be Oof, mike i think learn to play a few instruments learn to learn to um do other stuff within music learn how to record yourself learn how to produce you know kind of be, try and have a couple of you know strings to your bow within the creative you know within creative don't be afraid to take a gig like a job to be able to support your music I think um, be honest with yourself where you are in the peck in order of everything. L- look for what your unique selling point is. All of the, you know, and don't be afraid to say, say yes a lot, but don't be afraid to say no. Know your worth. Put, put a worth on, because what we've seen over the last few years, I think, especially, you know, and, I, and I'm not really political, but when Rishi Sunak, what, what is he, uh, what is he? Uh, Chancellor. Chancellor, he Chancellor like, I think. When he came out and said, you know, what did he say? Like do do something else or retrain? I was like, well, I never trained anyway, so <laughs> you you can't catch me out with that. But it felt so belittling to the arts, and art art, art is so essential, and the arts is so essential. E- everything is so essential. The idea that even if you don't engage with music and you're not into music, you're into you know music plays a part of every film. People in the arts, in theatre and stuff, they act in films. You know. Pretty much everybody watches some sort of entertainment, be it a computer game, be it a, you know, a TV show. The art, the arts has created that. They just didn't exist one. They didn't not exist one day and exist another day. People have spent their ten thousand hours. I've put in many more than ten thousand hours in this game. But, you know, people have sweated and cried and you know lost loves and all the rest of it over over this you know it's not it's not to be taken lightly because it's but but by the same token it isn't brain surgery <laughs> so you've got to you know there's a balance you've got to but it has such a massive impact on people's mental health mental health and i think we saw that during lockdown if it wasn't for music 100 percent, mike and one of the things today the welsh government has implemented a new policy that every school child can get to learn an instrument how how it sounds obvious but how brilliant is that? Yeah. When it's been, we had it as kids in school. Of course we did. Then it was a massive bunch of time when it didn't happen, and it's it's coming in today. That is going to transform people's lives, you know, and especially people who can't afford. And you know, I came from a very low income family, and I wanted to learn stuff, but I, you know, but I had a chance to learn violin in school. Drove my mother mad. Something <laughs> like a zoo burning down. But here I am, you know, forty five years later, or forty eight years later whatever it is you know having and I know I know the impact of of music in people's lives I've seen it I've seen it transform people's lives my own included so it's an amazing thing music is an amazing thing
shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath Keep me in your heart for a while If I leave you it doesn't mean I love you any less Keep me in your heart for a while When you get up in the morning And you see that crazy sun Keep me in your heart for a while There's a train leaving nightly called When all is said and done Keep me in your heart for a while Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-lo Keep me in your heart Sometimes when you're doing simple things around the house Maybe you think of me and smile You know I'm tied to you Like the buttons on your blouse Keep me in your heart for a while Hold me in your thoughts Take me to your dreams Touch me as I fall into view When the winter comes Keep the fires lit And I will be right next to you Engine drivers headed North to Pleasant Street Keep me in your heart for a while These wheels, they keep on turning But they're running out of steam Keep me in your heart for a while Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-lo Keep me in your heart for a while Brought to you by Madcap Global Sound. Bill Wells, Norpeth, Aberdare, Port Madog, Colgan, Regent, Aberavron, Wrexham, Merthyr, Neat. This is Wales. 